through this entire season of the Streaming Show podcast, we've had what I think are some really insightful conversations with filmmakers, writers, and platform executives about how streaming has changed the game. But what about the shows themselves? The game changes clutter breakers and gold standards of storytelling on streaming. So I sat down with my fellow film companion critic Pratyush Parsuraman and YouTuber and reviewer Anmol Jambal, who runs the popular YouTube channel Tried and Refused Productions, to discuss our picks of the best of the best. From underrated gems to obvious juggernauts, the three of us discuss the finest shows we've made so far and why they demand your attention. Pratyush and Mol, it's great to have you on the streaming show powered by Omax Media. Thank you, Sajin. Uh, so there's two reasons I really wanted to do this. You know, this is just my attempt that over sort of so many episodes, I've had so many cool conversations with filmmakers, creators, platform heads about the streaming space. But I really wanted to talk to fellow reviewers to talk about what about the storytelling itself and what the finest shows are over the last sort of seven years of the streaming space. Uh, so that's one big reason. The other one was I just don't think there are enough podcasts of three men talking and giving oh, their yeah. opinion. You know, I, I just <laughs> felt, yeah, I just wanted to fill that gap. Um, but yes, we are obviously here to discuss what our favorite shows are, uh, and there are many to, to choose from. Uh, so just to give it a bit of a fun format, I thought we could do it as, just imagine that the, we're all starting our own streaming platform, and we all get to pick five shows. Uh, we take it in turns, uh, the catch being it's sort of like a draft, so if one person picks the show, it's it's off the table for the others, um, and it's entirely up to you. Are we just choosing our favorite shows? Are we trying to be strategic, get diversity, uh, etc.? So however you want to do that, I leave it up to you. Uh, but yes, I think we kick off. We'll do this in alphabetical order. So Anmol, first pick to you. So okay, I'm spoiled then. Um, uh, so I'll start with probably my favorite show, which is Family Man. Uh, I think Good choice. Uh, season one or season two. Season one, definitely. Uh, I wouldn't even mind uh, clubbing both yeah. seasons together. Uh, I feel like Raj and DK have really mastered the art of uh, both the uh, personal connections with the characters and the particular social or political context that they have that they want to shed light on. And I just fell in love with Manoj Bajpayee in that role. I thought he was so, so good. And uh, I feel like even with Farzi, Raj and DK have just like flexed their muscles so well in just understanding long-form content in the digital space. And um, I feel like that's one of the main reasons why I'm actually excited for Citadel as well. Yeah. Um, so I fell in love with the show, the family dynamic, and I feel like even if season three does come, I hope it does, uh, I'm still looking forward to what Srikanth has up his sleeve. And I just love the duo of him and Sharib Hashmi together. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites. I, I think it really was sort of, it sort of set something of a gold standard in so many ways in terms of what long form can be, how they mess with genre, how they mess with language. Uh, you know, it really feels like a true blue pan-Indian sort of show. Um, and, and they just seem to be able to sort of, it feels like they're ideal for this format because, you know, I always think of filmmakers who didn't quite get their due on the big screen. You know, the sensibility was too specific and it didn't fit within that big theatrical world um, in terms of really finding success. And you can see why they've taken off uh, on, on streaming. And, you know, uh, I definitely feel that the, the duo that uh, they don't get credit for is... Um which I saw in Farzi as well, was how they stage action set pieces. Yep. And I feel like uh, their long shots and just the way they choreograph the scenes, uh, I feel like, I mean, the iconic chase scene on the Andheri flyover, yeah. mm. everything, I feel like... Uh, the hospital shootout in hospital season one. Shootout, mm. The hospital shootout. insane police station shootout in season two. Yeah. And the climax also. Yeah. The climax yeah. as well in season two. I feel like uh, they've really aced it. Uh, and so it definitely is number one for me. Pratyush, next uh, pick. Is it S before PQ or 
I'm going to be B. Oh, sorry, B before. Yes, yeah. sorry. I, I uh, checked, but thank <laughs> you for double checking my working on that. So, I mean, there's one caveat that I want to put out there, which is that no streaming platform in their rational mind would come to me. To ask which shows to greenlight, because I think you're gonna eat your the, words. A few because years of the li- the list of films that I have, they have done terribly for their platforms. Uh, from, despite, from a viewership perspective, from a viewership okay. perspective, many of them, not all of them, uh, despite being, I think, front runners of storytelling in India. So get that caveat, given the first f- show that I want to talk about is Guilty Minds. Nice. which in my opinion is one of the finest shows to come out of India Amazon Prime Video Amazon Prime Video the problem is the show not many people know that the show exists not many people within our circuit of critics know the show exists uh it has Shreya Pilgaonkar um and in, in this extremely so she's playing this lawyer comes from moneyed muslim family but she's really uh she has more, this really moral force behind her she's paired with uh Varun Mitra Varun Mitra mm-hmm. who's comes from a relatively poor background but he wants to become rich and so his ambitions are pitted against her morality and there's this quiet sexual tension that's brimming through the episodes each episode is one about one case and that case sort of pushes the idea of what law is what law permits what's the difference between legality and morality and it's such compelling gentle storytelling i think the problem with a lot of storytelling we have these days is in how much it's on the surface and it's happy being on the surface it's not issue i had with the family man where it's it's a gorgeous surface but it's entirely surface storytelling uh but with this show i thought they were very happy not being explicit about the things that you would think need to be explicit like the romance of the two characters right you don't think they have tension between them till you pay attention to the glances the way they look at each other the way they crack a joke the way they don't laugh at a joke that's been cracked uh and these small things really add up and it is one of the shows that i think uh shafali bhushan's show uh that that really changed what i thought a streaming show could be it could be compelling it could be intelligent it could be kind uh and it could be really provocative like the things that it says about the law I don't think many many filmmakers, many critics, many thought leaders, whatever you want to call them, have the gumption to think about. Uh so that that would be my number one pick. It it is a very very interesting show and it also came out at a time I remember where Amazon didn't have anything too exciting over like a mm-hmm. sort of a year and a half, two years and then Guilty Minds came and it really sort of picked up the slack. Uh so no, that that's another great pick. I especially love the sequences when they're pitted against each other and they're almost having like a discussion post that as like casual friends. Um it made it such a like a routine mm-hmm. sort of procedure of like you're in and out of characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really done well. Yeah. It's also a very lawyer thing of sort of you see them on opposing sides yeah. like if you you know if you go to a court and then but they're all sort of friends at the same time it's just a very strange interesting dynamic. Um so my first pick has something in common with both of yours because again it's Amazon Prime Video which <laughs> I'm guessing will be a running theme for all of us so mine is Mirzapur uh so Pratish to your point I think it is again surface level storytelling but done gloriously it is sort of I I don't think sort of enough gets spoken about massive over the top entertainment done well you know mm-hmm. I really think it's sort of this incredibly well crafted show it is a gangster drama but it really it's one of the most sort of popular sort of shows on streaming i believe but it's just it, it's so compelling it's so engaging it really sucks you in 
Um, and and I love that it gave us a homegrown fandom world. It was just something so interesting about a true, you know, like people are talking about the Marvel Cinematic mm. Universe and everyone loves their fan theories, etc. But to have something like that here, obviously completely different context and scale, but where people are talking about their favorite characters, people are talking about sort of, you know, new players next time and things like that. So I thought it was so, and just those characters, I mean, they really sort of embed themselves into your subconscious. Um, and, and, uh, and also I always think of, Anytime I think of streaming stars, you know, true mm. talent to come out of the world of streaming, I literally think of the customers up mm. You have Ali Fazal, Pankaj Tripathi, Devendu, etc., uh, Raskatugal, and and yeah, it, it really is such an incredible snapshot, and it's just so much fun. And I don't think, I don't think enough sort of focus is given to how much effort and craft goes into creating fun. It opened up a whole genre, right? Yeah. The can of worms genre yeah, of yeah. like. Two Men with a Gun that you yeah. were talking about in your podcast. Uh, it, a great example of I, I, my favorite subgenre of stuff is something very, very good that uh, led to a bunch of really crappy things. Like right. Bahawali is yeah. a great example. Yeah. So Mirzapur is a great example. Something that's really, really fun that led to many like watered-down imitations. Yeah. Its cultural imprint is huge. Yeah, And I remember it was one of the first shows where there were genuine theories happening yeah. from all reviewers, content creators, and genuine interest in like what it can progress to become. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And there's something really nice about formula done well mm-hmm. um, and those can be sort of very reassuring so that's my first pick uh, Anmol next next one to you so my next is a show that I absolutely loved uh, and it's called Tabbar with uh, I think me and Pratish are both now genuinely pissed off because I was definitely going to be on our list <laughs> with Pavan Malhotra and Supriya Patha and Sony Liv, uh, Sony Liv uh, Gagan Aroda as well and um I went in with no expectations. I remember two or three years subscribers of mine recommended it and I was absolutely invested from the word go. Um, Pavan Malhotra is just one actor who I uh, gravitate towards so much in terms of how he invests himself with characters and um, just the sort of Shakespearean descendants into the mind and how they're consumed by guilt and uh, it absolutely consumed me and um, it was one of the shows which uh, I feel like um, I had invested myself to be like, okay, I'm going to sit here for about two episodes and I binge the entire thing in one night. Uh, and I feel like it is one of those, uh, you know, with pa- Papan Malotra, I remember watching Grehan as well and just uh, I feel like he's one of the most talented actors we have in Indian cinema. And what both of the veterans brought to the table, um, it for me is like one of the best shows, which I feel a lot of people again have probably not seen. Um, And uh, so yeah, Tupper really uh, hit a chord with me. I feel like where I sometimes even revisit a lot of the set pieces and sequences just because of how the dance, how well acted some of those uh, scenes, especially I remember Supriya Pathak uh, uh, on that open road uh, seeing the dead corpse in front mm. of her. Uh, I feel like it is a very, very well done show. So, yeah. I think the two scenes from that I always come back to, which, you know, me and Pratish talk about all the time, is is the dance scene, you know, where, where Paman Malhotra basically just loses his mind, you know, and he gets lost in the moment. And the other one where, I think it's the last episode, where his son tells him the truth. Mm-hmm. And you just see everything that happened, like nine things happen on his face at once, where he's going through so much at once. And it's just such a memorable scene. Uh, but no, I think Tabar is a fantastic example. 80% of the streaming space shows specifically are all crime dramas. And I think this is arguably the best yeah. one. And I think the reason I love it is because 
I love shows that work on multiple levels. They can be glorious entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that whole idea of if I have no depth and no brains, can I enjoy this? At the same time, you can engage with them on a deeper level. Yeah. You know, and I think this works. I mean, the twists are so compelling. At the same time, there's so much more going on there in terms of sort of this man and, and trying to protect his family. Uh, it's one of the reasons I didn't love The Hard, for example, where I just felt that the social, the, the mm. depth of it, the subtext of it was so interesting, but it didn't really grab me as a thriller yeah. just mm-hmm. as in sort of something that sort of really absorbs you as a thriller uh, but yes great choice and we are officially jealous of you for taking that <laughs> off the table Pratyush next one to you so this actually pairs well with Tabar, uh which it's Arya uh, on Disney Plus Hotstar also on my list so this is time to annoy me <laughs> uh, I think we'll probably get to like three <laughs> 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 so why say it pairs well is uh Around the time of Arya, this article came out about ambient storytelling, like ambient television, right? Kyle Chaka wrote for The New Yorker saying that there's this new trend where people are watching things on streaming and while the thing is going on, they're either cooking or eating or they're having a conversation or they're smoking or, you know, whatever. They're not really paying attention to the screen. And streamers got a hold of that and they were making content for that specific kind of an audience, right? Uh and so when Arya came out, I was, first of all, spellbound because this idea of ambient storytelling basically means you focus more on the substance, not the style. Because the style is not something you want to grasp because style requires your sustained attention for you to, to recognize and discern it. Arya was a show that, substance aside, was so incredibly stylish. Right. I'm not just talking about Ram Madhvani's invasive style of filmmaking where the camera is literally on the face of the actors. I'm talking about the idea of beauty. You know, the the, the raw mango blouse that Sushmita Sen wore with the gota work. You know, that beautiful yellow lenga, the, the fields of poppy, the way a frame stayed. And that's also why I love Tubber because the frames of Tubber, I think they dipped it in some nitrate solution because it has this, uh, the, the frames have this very silvery quality, this very like, as if light as if the sunlight doesn't hit this place. It yeah. sort of has to be filtered into this world. And that idea of storytellers taking style seriously, taking beauty seriously, really moved me. Apart from the fact that, of course, it was also the first show, first show that from India that I actually binged. Till then, I thought we, Indians, we can't make were shows. incapable of making mm. shows that we can binge. It was the first time, beginning to end, I sat and I had that gluttonous feeling in the end, like I had a really greasy burger, but I was so happy. And so that's why I think Arya really set, of course, like like Tabar, Arya also has some really convenient twists, uh, not the most intelligent shows, uh, but there's something about the surface that's compelling and that things, the, the, the use of style, the use yeah. of beauty, which I really appreciate. The other reason I I'm, uh, I really I think Arya just sort of ages better with time is the idea that sort of so many so much of streaming today is remakes. You know, Hot right. is too many. Netflix has started, and remakes tend to be sort of the dullest, most sort of you just switch your brain off. The scene for scene remakes, there's nothing there. It's very lazy. Arya's the only thing I consider true blue adaptation. Mm. You know, it's 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 a remake of Pinoza, but it it really felt like it was meant to be here. You mm. know, it didn't feel like s- sort of something else. It's just been sort of copy pasted. Uh, so again, great pick, and I mean that with a lot of jealousy. <laughs> uh, so my next one is technically a Netflix show. It didn't start off as one, which is Little Things. Uh, so it's a show that I have a massive soft corner for. Uh, so it is so this is obviously the Dhruv Saigal Mithila Palkar show it really is just about a couple and sort of their live-in relationship in in, in uh, Bombay and it's I love it because I remember um, 
when I first watched it, it was just, it's sort of disregarded as this really fun, cutesy show. You know, two people just sort of that whole cutesy YouTube vibe because it started off on YouTube. And seasons two and three, I thought really, there was so much going on beneath the surface of that show. It really is such a mature look at relationships, at communication. And it for me, it really felt like the definitive urban young adult relationship drama. Mm-hmm. And every time I visited, I get something new from it. It, it And just, just there is there's so much going on beneath the surface. Um, caveat being that season four came out on Netflix and it was just not the same thing. It was just, mm-hmm. this is me being very kind. But yeah, it was just like a, a lazy attempt to just like tie up loose ends and sort of finish it off. Which is ironic because I think where season three ends feels like a spiritual ending to that show. But I think sort of season two and three specifically, uh, it's a show I still think about and I've revisited it multiple times and it always gives me something new. Um, so it's like... I like I love love stories. I feel like we're desperately starved of them. And every time I watch that show, I feel love, but it doesn't feel like just a big grand romantic thing. Mm-hmm. There is sort of a maturity, and you know, at the risk of using the word realism, to that mm-hmm. about sort of this is what it can be. It's that whole idea of what happens after uh, happily ever after starts. You know, what does that look like on a day to day basis? So yes, I will always be a massive little things champion. I, I've never seen it, hmm. uh, but uh, is it right when I see sort of the dialogues or the back and forth between them? It is uh, similar to how the characters in say Before Sunrise sort of interact with one another. I think that's fair, obviously without the time factor. But yes, it really that shows all about two people in a. Those are some of my favorite shows. Just two people in a room talking. It really is all about the dialogue, everything that's said and unsaid. So yeah, I think that is that is a fair hmm. reference. It's um, written or co-written by Dhruv Sagal. And really, it, it is. I think that is mm-hmm. a great reference for that. It really is just two people talking and everything that can make you feel in terms of their life, their love, their conflicts. Uh, so, I, yeah, I think that's yeah. a solid... But one way that it's really different from that is in the before series, at least the first two, if not the third one, which is quite tragic, um, there is always this pressure on the conversation that you want to impress the other person. Mm. In Little Things, the thing that I loved is the texture of the conversation where there's no agenda to push the other person to love you more. The love is established. And I thought, now it's just like the daily things, like why are you not buying the thing? Why are you not doing this? Why are you not folding clothes? You know, I think the, the, the texture of the conversation is a lot more grounded in post-love. Like love is established. It's a, it's granted, it's given. You're never doubting that. So I think that's how mm. one way I think it's different. It's also why I loved the first, the second and third season, I think when they took the storytelling more seriously yeah. uh, of the show, which is... Because the first season very much is, is very much that cutesiness. Uh, so yes, and more next yeah. one to you. Um, so uh, my next is a Netflix uh, series, uh, Trial by Fire. Mm. Um, it came out earlier this year. Yes. Uh, I think uh, one of the main reasons why I did um, fall in love with the show was because it uh, hit too close to home. Uh, my parents moved uh, to Delhi in the early 90s and every lane, every event, um, the characters, the way they were styled, the cars they were driving, everything was absolutely what life was for my family in Delhi. And the event itself was something that was uh, very close to home because um, at that point of time, PVR Priya and Chanakya Puri used to be like the main theatres back in the day. And I remember mom and dad had also gone for border, but in another theatre on the same day. Yeah. So the I remember this was one of the shows that I had to review, but I was watching it with my parents because... And just the way they were almost uh, being emotional, just looking at the apartment and the way it was designed and the way societies used to come together and how that particular uh, 
event uh, really brought uh, families together uh, and i feel like rajshree deshpande was like sort of the embodiment of it all and uh, i got extremely emotional about it and just seeing how authentic they were uh, with the city and how it impacted its citizens i feel like uh, they did a spectacular job and i feel like uh, poor abhay deol doesn't get a praise enough poor abhay deol because i remember when everyone reviewed this show it was all about rashi deshpande yeah, but right. i felt like he really did a spectacular job it felt like and him again after years after years yeah. and uh, i felt the storytelling was uh, extremely uh, nuanced in terms of her personal struggle of dealing with loss especially this heartbreaking scene of when she gets to know that the best friend is still alive mm. and the mother is almost protective of uh, the child thinking that she's going to have this huge outburst i felt she was so good and uh, this was one show that really hit me hard yeah one of the bravest things about the sh- that trial by fire is you take an event like that you go to a streamer and say i want to make a story about this the most obvious thing would be let's make it an investigative or a courtroom or a drama courtroom drama we've seen the like water down version of the show so many times yeah. but the maker said no yeah. this is going to be about grief yeah. this is going to be about the aftermath of loss the courtroom drama will be there the investigation will be there but the foreground is grief that's incredibly brave i think i was literally going to say exactly that just the idea that they stuck to their guns the fact that they, we've all seen them formulate basic version of the show it is investigative thriller it is sort of the courtroom drama i i don't think i've experienced grief like that in any show specifically um and just i loved how time because it really is that uphill struggle for years and years as they're fighting this court battle and i it really feels like time is moving forward but time also stands still you know and uh no it is an excellent show and and one of netflix's finest shows um So then yes next one to me on a slightly lighter topic one thing that i really struggle with which i really wish we had more of is comedies and i i, I just so i have a couple of picks of what i think are great comedic oh, no. shows but I, i think i know what you're going to say <laughs> what but i don't know which one to go for what are we going for so i had uh, for me it was either pushpavali on amazon prime video hostel days on amazon prime video or better life foundation but i think i'll go for pushpavali um because Good. <laughs> <laughs> i finally have the approval uh, of uh, no but i just thought that for so many reasons you know that is apart from the fact that i just miss laughter and we just don't do it very often at all uh pushpavali is so much more it is laugh out loud funny but it is one of the most specific shows we have made it's sort of the early days of uh, amazon prime video where comedy was taken more seriously it is it is a true blue dark comedy and we have made very few of those mm. done right and just how it makes you so uncomfortable it gets so real and it's incredibly funny the obvious comparison here is fleabag and it's not in terms of not in terms of the story or anything mm. like that but just in terms of the world of the show something that's very specific that can make you feel so much joy so much sort of uh make you know mm. it's something so funny but also can get very very uncomfortable and real because it's it's about a, a girl who's stalking this guy uh that she's sort of uh, in love with and it you know it's stalking is not a punchline it is taken very very seriously as much as it is very enjoyable and it's it's sort of uh, written and and stars sumaki sureshu is absolutely excellent in it and it's one of those shows where we're all just hope for a season 3 which hasn't come out but uh, the first two seasons are on amazon prime video and i still to this day we've seen it years and years ago and i still think about that show all the time um i love the fact that the protagonist is there are moments where you absolutely hate her yeah. but yeah. you will never dismiss her yeah you know and that is such a unique storytelling win yeah. you know 
You never, you never dismiss her. Yeah. She does the most stupid shit. Unacceptable, but you always feel for her. Always. Uh, I always think of that show as a conversation because uh, every time I watch it, I will send so many messages. This is true for little things as well in a completely <laughs> different context to to friends mm-hmm. or who have seen it, and we're just going back and forth, and it's never a consensus. But talk, I, I'll talk about the things I think she does which are unacceptable, mm-hmm. but. I'll talk about where I think the guy is wrong. You know, yeah. she's talking him, but he, he's leading her on. And everyone has a different perspective. Mm. And I think that is such a triumph of a show that it's not sort of black and white at all. Yeah. Uh, and it's just so much fun to watch and discuss. Uh, so yeah, Pushpa Valley is next on my list. I have a feeling this will exhaust, this round will exhaust the names. Uh, the one uh, that I wanted to be, a School of Lies. Nice. Again, mm, this year. Yes, this year, yes. Disney Plus Hotstar. Uh, first of all, Avinash Arun is one of the most the filmmakers who has given us some of the finest most gorgeous frames yeah. oh. right uh, and I'm saying this so I watched School of Lies on a flight uh, and everyone who's been on a flight knows the lighting it's harsh it's coming from the windows uh, I'm watching it on my phone so I can see my reflection on the phone and I'm watching it <laughs> and I'm so compelled by the images despite all the odds working against the show I remember you messaging me saying you have to watch this it, and you don't feel that you don't you have two episodes in and you're like you are in the hands of a very assured filmmaker who knows exactly what he wants and when i spoke to avinash after one of the things that he said which really struck me was that after the success of pata lok he realized he would get one chance to gamble because now producers streamers have confidence in him so he wants to take the most audacious stab of storytelling and he made the show where the protagonists are teenage boys who are trying to figure out sexuality who are trying to figure out a career future friendship uh and it is an unresolved show the show ends and you wonder is there more and there there is more but the show is very content saying this is all i'm going to give you right and to make a show first of all in english severe english like the characters are moving between hindi and english also in the most effortless way i think this is something that we struggle with i mean in sas bahu flamingo you know the flip between hindi and english becomes so obvious but in this show it's so natural like these are people who are boarding school so they're going to be speaking english but they also have families back home they speak in hindi and so they move effortlessly between these languages uh so these two are really i think very brave decisions and i hate using the word brave because i think the the, the bottom line for bravery is really low in storytelling <laughs> uh but you know a show that really does bilingual dialogue well a show that is so confident in its story that it says this is all i have this is all i have about these characters i don't know more about them i don't know where they're going to end up in the future i love you it. know i can't commend the writing enough of this show yeah, because um I did boarding school in Dehradun and it's this one is shot in Lawrence School Lovedale yeah. and everything from the change in break the way the juniors address their seniors the dorm room the punishments that they are given everything is so accurate to boarding school culture especially uh, an all boys boarding school and even though I get slightly perturbed by every uh, all boys boarding school having uh, a uh, teacher who's uh, having a sexual relationship with a student it's almost become like every boarding school needs to have that <laughs> angle it is so accurate mm. and uh, you're so right about the frames i remember watching his movie is it, i think it's named the killer. Like killer it is such a beautiful film and uh, oh yeah i definitely was invested throughout 
I also think, uh, yeah, I was just going to echo what both of you said. It's fantastic screenwriting, I thought, because there's so much we don't know, but we're left wondering about these characters' pasts. There's so much, even about their present, it doesn't mm. explicitly sort of lay out. And there's so much we're left wondering about their future. Mm. Your brain is filling the gaps. And again, I, I think it's one of those shows that works on multiple levels. It's a great thriller. And even if you ignore the thriller elements entirely, mm. it is a great drama about people, about power structures, uh, and just about humanity. And I actually think of shows like this and Tubbard in the same category, because I think that's where reviewers critics have the most value mm. championing the underdog the shows that you and me know are the best ones out there that are not getting family man yeah. up or numbers um but no school of lies is excellent it was also on my list um you're welcome yeah <laughs> uh, i i think i'm gonna ignore my streaming platform and subscribe to both of yours um i think next one to you if i haven't lost my unmold. yeah yeah uh so uh my next one is uh a strategic move uh, because I think I have too many action or crime thrillers. Some more shots, please. <laughs> I wish. Uh, season three, especially. Uh, I think uh, Panchayat is nice. uh, for me. Uh, that's a good one. I found it such a breeze. I found uh, Raghubir Yadav and Nina Gupta so, so good. And um, I'm forgetting the name of his assistant. Uh, uh, I know who you mean. At yes, the... but he is exceptional yeah. in the series. Yeah. And uh, I remember falling in love uh, with the series when the entire episode was about him procuring that rotating chair. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, TVF does get indulgent with what we were talking about, with the relatability aspect yeah. of it. It almost uh, becomes on the nose many times, especially if I think about shows like Aspirants. Yeah. Uh, but Jitu, I felt like, was so endearing and it was developed so nice, especially season one really connected with me over season two. And um, just that town and uh, the relationships and the intricate detailing with which everyone thinks that the world revolves around this village, it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, I think it is TVF's best show, for, mm. in my opinion. Uh, I also, one thing I love about it is, you know, there are some shows where they're so specific, you couldn't, in a world where everyone wants to extract formula, you couldn't rewrite it. Uh, we've seen Panchayat, people attempt to do that again, but it's such a specific mix of comedy and drama. I remember watching it and having this thought that every episode starts with a premise that is objectively comedic. Mm -hmm. Something happens, something breaks, someone's missing something, and these are very funny ideas, but then it explodes it with so much sincerity. And so it, it is objectively funny. It's also very, very sincere. And I love that tonality. And the other thing that, that's very cool about Panchayat is I love it when uh, the great shows also become the popular ones, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. for example, you know, we'd love to see a Tabbar and School of Lies breaking records. But uh, according to Omax, which has sort of the most popular, on the list of the most popular Ooh, the uh, shows of all time, Panchayat is number four, yeah. which oh, is wow. insane. Um you know, Farzi is on top, which sort of makes sense. It's the Shahid Kapoor sort of Rajendik Amazon show. Rudra, which is the Ajay Devgan show, mm -hmm. uh, is a second with 35 million. Uh, Mirzapur is number three with 32.5. And Panchayat is four with 29.6. Oh. And that to me is so encouraging that sort of the small, the underdog, the outsider, it's not big star-led. It's not sort of the big massively mounted show. And for that to get the numbers, it gives you so much hope. You know, but Suchin, I also remember the timing was so perfect because yeah. there was almost a saturation of this stimulus yeah. in streaming and then suddenly the show came and everyone just wanted to relax and have some fun. Yeah. So yeah, it, I think timing also was just perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pratyush, next pick to you. Gandhi so, No. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get one season of Gandhi Bath. You were talking about sincerity, and I think we'll just want to like take a thread from that and bring up Rocket Boys, which also was my next pick. So now I'm going to throw a fifth, but fair enough. <laughs> well, that serves you right for asking us five shows, three men, five shows. Um, so 
I mean, w- very weird thing was happening. I was listening to... So first of all, Rocket Boys, when the teaser came out, Independence Day a few years ago, Achint Tucker's background score to Nehru's recording of Trist with Destiny with uh, the two characters hoisting the flag on that moment that India got independence. It's such a wonderful moment. I mean, that teaser completely... I was sold. Oh, yeah. Right? And I was listening to it again on the train uh, on the way here. And I was crying and I was like, I miss Nehru. I miss that. Like, I was not even living when <laughs> Nehru was alive. <laughs> you know? Um, there's this... Because th- the show is that, right? It really makes you want to yearn for a kind of sincerity. Of course, on the surface, it's a story of these two scientists who are trying to push India even if it's not the real India it's this idea of India and this is what the show does really which is what a lot of shows try to do but don't get right they want to talk about India but they're talking about an idea of India and they talk about that idea of India really shoddily but in Rocket Boys the idea of India that they have is so sincere and they keep wanting to push forward this notion that India needs to become a superpower we need to push it into the whatever whatever bracket of economic success economic military success and of course I have issues with the way it's almost wanting to posture India as a muscular state that's all separate as a storyteller as a, sto- as a storytelling device I think the way they used science to talk about the nation that's being pushed into a new century of independence of self-sufficiency um amazing and what that did was and this is something that I realized when I was creating the list a lot of the shows that we love are made by people who were working in films and were carted onto streaming I can't think of many people artists directors who have become stars on streaming Abhay Panu the director of Rocket Boys feels like one of them yeah right um Achint Thakkar the music composer he feels one of them yeah he did Scam Score 2 uh and it is one of those shows that, you know, really... When I talk about sincerity, I mean it sincerely also. There's there's not a trace of irony yeah. in it, right? You have these characters, they're all love. They're all love. Uh, and they have this really intoxicating vision of India. And I know it's an idea and I know it's not true. But you really want to buy into it. And there are days like today, for some reason, I really wanted to buy into it. And so I was missing Nehru on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I'm obviously a massive fan of Rocket Boys, which is a Sony Live show. But for so many of the reasons you said, uh, it's, you know, it really made you fall in love with these people. You mm-hmm. know, I think it's one of those shows like Mirza Purva. It's a great thing that's going to inspire many terrible versions of it, where everyone's now sort of jumping on the history bandwagon. But the reason I fell in love with that show is I don't, I didn't know much about the these specifics people. of this history lesson. But I fell for these characters so much. I fell for these friends, these people, their relationships. And even like even that scene, you know, when they watch the flag go up, it unlike so many of those scenes we watch mm. in movies, it's not just the stress of the scene isn't how the flag is supposed to make us feel. Mm. It's watching these two men, these two friends, and how they feel about it. And mm. that's what makes you feel. And just the way it humanized history as I never thought I'd want to hug two scientists who felt like my best friends, you mm. know, and that to me is such an insane sort of achievement of that show. I have to say I, I wasn't the biggest fan of, of season two, like I know you know, for many people there. I just felt that the humanity of season one, I, I just felt that missing a bit in season two. Um, it became more about the history, but, but that's just me. But again, an excellent show. And, and one of the coolest uses of the long form. Right. You know, you know, it wasn't the typical crime drama. The way 
you know, it, it, it's a biopic of, of people, of these characters, of India, and, mm. and sort of all of these things combined. And I really thought, yeah, what an interesting way of using that massive canvas. But when it becomes a crime drama a little bit in the second season, I think yeah. that's yeah. why the, that's when the show loses its steam. But one, one of the biggest successes of the show, I think, is how it takes the biopic. Yeah. And it's very comfortable with it. Like, it's not stiffening these characters up. You see the way Homi Baba talks yeah. and you're like, he's so casual. Yeah. You know, the fact that they haven't brushed over Vikram Sarabhai's, uh, the affair that he had. Yeah. But at the same time, they're not sensationalizing it. They're like, this happened. This ma- this is what this guy did. Yeah. Uh, again, for a debut director to make these decisions on these figures, these are huge figures. They loom large over our understanding of this nation. Again, I use that word that I hate, brave. It's really brave. For me also, it was how they ideologically were always at loggerheads with each other, but they still were the best of friends, almost like in love with each other, uh, despite those differences. And I loved the relationships as well. No matter how messed up they Mm -hmm. were, it never deviated from, I I felt like whatever the core of the show was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe it's over to me for my fourth pick. Uh, I think I would go for a, I don't know. It's tough. I, I had a long list on this. Just say it. I think in, I was, say it. Gandhi Bath. Say it. <laughs> Gandhi Bath is just like always <laughs> sharing the show. Uh, I think I'll go with Churails, which is uh, a Z5 ah, show. Yeah. It's also one of the only great shows on Z5, but uh, it is technically a Pakistani <laughs> show. You just slipped it in. Wow. Uh, it is a fact. Uh, unfortunately, I think it really helps it stand out of the crowd. It uh, technically a Pakistani show, so uh, mm. you know. But it. So it, I, I don't know if we can class it as an Indian show, but I will happily add it to my list because it is one of the most interesting shows where it's it's a complete genre bender where every mm. two episodes it's the, the, the premise is so exciting and it morphs into something completely different the premise is just a bunch of women in Pakistan who start an agency to start spying on their adulterous husbands mm. and that's such a wonderful fun pulpy one liner and then it morphs into something completely every couple of episodes it becomes very real it becomes very domestic it becomes like a thriller and there was and it's still stuck in my head and i, I don't know why but th- the thought i always had with the show was you know you always think of if this indian show was on netflix we, we haven't had the big crossover mm. hit right but the the one show that really crosses over in a big way to sort of non-indian audiences and i always feel like if Churels was on netflix that's the one that could really sort of put uh sort of yeah who really sort of get attention in, in a way that a lot of other Indian shows haven't um and yeah and I just thought it's it's technically not a crime drama it, it works on so many levels and the fact that we between us we watch like 20,000 things a week and anything from years ago that really sticks with you mm-hmm. um is, is something worth celebrating so yeah I'd go with Tudales on Z5 no longer on Z5 I now own it but you know <laughs> um, so yeah I remember when it released it was like the dark horse a lot yeah. of people were talking about yeah. it Yes, yes. Uh, an old fifth pick to you. Okay, can I tell you what the dilemma was? Yes, The dilemma do. was to go for another hard-hitting one or to go for a dreamy one. So, can I name the, both the shows? Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. So, th- I had a um, dilemma between uh, Jubilee That's nice. a and one. the dreamy one <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Delhi Creme. Very okay. solid. Doctor. So, but uh, I'll go for with Jubilee. I um, I definitely think Vikramaditya Motwane is probably the most versatile filmmaker we have. And this is a show which I feared uh, from the perspective of how many people are going to watch it when it gets too specific about the... when anything gets too specific about the film industry. And I constantly think about myself that I'm probably becoming a slave to this capitalistic mindset of 
numbers and whether there will be a huge audience that will really appreciate this show or i should just fall in love yeah. you know and that was essentially w- what happened with me with uh, seeing that talented cast seeing those beautiful frames seeing that uh, hearing that soundtrack mm. i was absolutely blown away and i do agree that it became slightly gimmicky with the entire Russian phone tapping phone tapping situation <laughs> uh, uh, slightly unintentionally funny also in moments slightly but, <laughs> yeah so but just the dreamy eyes of yeah. the i'm sorry i'm forgetting the name of the main actor siddhan gupta siddhan gupta it's a performance of a lifetime yeah. i really have to say mm. yeah. and uh, him and vamika gabbi yeah. they were just absolutely uh, beautiful together i also felt that uh, you know initially i was a little hesitant when i was seeing ram kapoor and the pitch of his performance and yeah. just wondering whether i'm really going to get invested in this era but the more um, i saw it the more i even understand its historical context of how accurate it is in certain uh, personalities uh, that are depicted I fell in love with that show and I feel like I do have a soft corner for doomed romance yeah. so mm-hmm. there was an element of that also in this there show was doomed romance everywhere yeah. <laughs> every so character it was just perfect it was really up my alley mm-hmm. and I love that yeah I have to say I love the Ram Kapoor Sudhan Gupta sort of two-handed it <laughs> felt like a buddy cop comedy after point yeah. where you know you have like the money-minded producer and, and sort of the intelligent artist but no I I mean you know Jubilee is, is is a very good show I have to say a lot of it didn't work for me on a plot level mm-hmm. but just when you you know it's a show I still think about so much when you just step back and just look at the artistry of that show you know whether it's the music whether whether it's the fact that it looks and feels so different to just another show that we see time and again the fact that you have such a massively mounted show um about something so specific which is all we want you know just in terms of diversity of storytelling and that's what we all wished and hoped streaming would be you mm-hmm. know take a big punt and really take us into another world that's not just you know 19 other mirzapurs um so no i mean i think that's a that's an excellent show i think it's one of those probably the only show i've seen where it was not working for me at all then the last 10 minutes which is just the song sare ke sare akele uh and the suddenly the cutaway pratyush the cutaway when he looks at her and oh that transition so beautiful and it's like first of all again fuck the word brave yeah. uh It, the last uh, the last 10 minutes there's no dialogue yeah. right you're ending a 10 episode show with a 10 minute montage with no dialogue yeah. and of course the song itself right it's an very clearly an ode to that song in kagaz ke phool which is also haunting right because in the in the movie in kagaz ke phool he's walking into a studio that's sort of crumpled yeah. and here the song is about a studio that is crumpling uh the lyrics are so gorgeously written by Kosar Munir the music it it's doing this beautiful balancing act between being an ode and being original right and amit trivedi does that so well uh th- and it just like suddenly the pathos of all the characters emerges to the surface collectively uh it, t- stunning 10 minutes you know for that i I was very grateful. It's probably the 10 best minutes of streaming that I've watched this year. 
I love that idea down. when one sequence, especially at the end, can completely change your relationship or something. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those. Some of those. I didn't think it could happen. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible. Yeah, especially with a show, a movie. With a show, yeah, movies. I didn't think it was possible. Yeah. Also, I'm out. I'm literally out of names. You're out of, you yeah. have to name something. You can't just have four shows. I've just given you an unlimited budget. You have to name something. <sighs> Should we recommend some to you? Uh, you? You said you're a big fan of Asul, right? Do you wanna? Do you wanna? Do you wanna pitch I will, Asul? I will throw something at someone. <laughs> I will throw uh, something, something at someone. I, I, can I give you a show that I know you love, which I think somebody should have? Sure. Karvapsi. Karvapsi, of course. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. a fun show. I it's, think that'd be a great one for you. Uh, because I don't. It's Dice Media, right? Yes, Dice Media on Hotstar. Yeah. Uh, so I don't get Dice Media. <laughs> I great, fundamentally great <laughs> don't get the work. Even TVF, I don't get. I don't get them. I'll with Panchayat and Kota maybe perhaps, yeah. but I just don't get that storytelling style, which is so specific. It's so you know it's been storyboarded so heavily, and you can see the storyboarding. You can see through the dialogue. There's that transparency in the writing. But Garvapsi was so. Um, Again, like I said, it's just a show without any irony. It's so sincere. That best friend who is there and who's loving and who gets always sidelined, yeah. you know. And in a show, in a commercial show, he would just be the butt of the joke. But this show has the maturity to say, "No, I will elevate you to a character. Yeah. I'll give you that dignity." Where do you find that? Where do you find that kindness in a storyteller? In storytelling, right? Where every character is elevated. Every person is elevated to a character. No one is flattened into a caricature. No one is remained. Like, even if they start off as caricatures, they don't remain that. Um, and of course, it's the story of coming back home and finding your groove, finding your roots, finding how meaningless they can be, but at the same time, how powerful they can be. Uh, the power of the familiar, all of that. This, like, that's just whatever the the synopsis. But the tone of the show, one of kindness, one of fragility. And love, like the way they show love between him and that awkwardness of it, that yeah. stiltedness, and him as the lead, uh, he's not trying to be any hero. You know, he has a slight paunch. Yeah. He's he's doing his own thing. He's a little awkward in his gait, uh, and yet, and yet, he has your attention. Yet, you know, he's the center of the story. That is true stardom. You know, uh, you just can't take your eyes off what he's doing. And it really captures a moment in time. You know that idea of relatability, but really, you know, sometimes relatability really hits in a yeah. big way. And just the, you know, that moment in time, the idea of moving back home at at a time where I think a lot of people were wrestling with just that, mm. or they continue to do so. So yeah, it really was such a sweet show. Yeah. And again, another one where I just feel like doesn't get the love it deserves. And you'd hope that uh, yeah, I think that's where we really earn uh, our, our money and and have the value we have. Um, so last pick to me, unless I'm wrong. No, last pick to me. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go back to love again because I really miss love stories. Um, I'm gonna go with Modern Love. Uh, if I'm allowed to, I think I'll go with specifically Modern Love Mumbai, which is on Amazon Prime Video. Obviously based on the New York Times column, which became the show on Amazon US, and then it's been adapted to here. Um, they've obviously made Modern Love Mumbai, mm. Chennai, and Hyderabad. Uh, I don't think any of have really hit home quite as much as Modern Love Mumbai. Anthologies are a scary word, and they're overdone, and you know we're all sort of tired on them of them on various levels. But the idea of one is incredibly exciting, right? When you get sort of multiple filmmakers, just the promise of what that could be. And Modern Love Mumbai is a show that I, I mean, anthology show. It's technically whatever I think five episodes five, yeah. with mm-hmm. five filmmakers, and. I really truly felt love and you have it really is it had so many different kinds of voices different kinds of love you know there was a Hansal Mehta one there was Dhruv Sagal um, there was Vishal Bhadwaj and all telling very different stories you know um, and you know in some respects it was about somebody's relationship with themselves some of them was more traditionally romantic and, and otherwise and I really felt it and it's the kind where you'd 
I would happily watch two, three more of those. You know, if if they kept making them, and you hope they would. And I know I'm shooting myself in the foot by saying this, with the very fact that they're so easy to go wrong. We see this yeah. time after time, anthology after anthology, and you know there'll be one standout like there was with Last Stories too, but uh, with Gonkana's film. But yeah, I just I, that that one really got me. Overall, it, I did feel like you know we keep saying anthologies are a mixed bag, mm. but the the positive connotation of the word, you mm-hmm. know, mixed bag like a good variety of different kinds of stories where I felt full, mm. uh, and I would love to see a lot more of those. Uh, so that's my fifth pick. Um, I think we should quickly just touch on all the big names that we haven't looked at. Yeah. Um, so I, I had two crime dramas which I think are underrated, uh, both on Netflix. One is Jamtara and one is Mai uh, with Sakshi Tanwar. I, I think they're both flawed, imperfect, but there's, there's a lot to them. Um, no Scam 1992 is interestingly, which I'm sure we all agree is a great show, but again, not on our top list, which is interesting. Mm. Uh, that's like a gajillion viewers, million viewers that we're just, yeah. I guess, rejecting. <laughs> Um, I feel like we missed Made in Heaven as well. Yes, yeah, yeah Made in Heaven as well. Pata Lok. But the thing about Made in Heaven is that it was it was made so way back. Yeah, I think it's a scam. Season two is not coming, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's been four years. Other, you think there should be a crossover? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not happening. It's like Jile Zara. It's just a distant dream. It, it just, just won't idea. happen. So didn't mention that Pata Lok. Uh, didn't didn't uh, mention. Um, there's another one which I actually love, which I would have loved to include, which is uh, Sudal. Uh, which is the Tamil show on that, Amazon. Yes. Um, and yeah, that, again, in a really well done murder mystery uh, with, I think it's considered Amazon's first official Tamil mm, original Tamil. show. And again, a really well done mix uh, for the most part of a whodunit murder mystery. But re- it really takes you into this town, into the lives of these people and it, you literally feel so immersed into them. And then obviously there is obviously again very reliant on twists and turns and things like that. And beautiful imagery as yeah. well. Uh, yeah. You the know, festival. it's a ten-day festival, yeah. and I feel like um, the characters also are representative of those mythological characters. Yeah. So they really did imagery really well in that show. Yeah, it yeah. really sticks with you. Those are most. I mean, Lakomek season two is another one I, I'm a big fan of. Uh, the Hard was another big one from this year that we didn't mention. One last question: What are we? just when it comes to streaming shows, what are we making too much of and what are we not making enough of? It could be a genre, it could be a specific kind of storytelling, whatever you feel. Romance, desire, we're not making enough. No, not desire. I mean, we saw the train wreck that was Last Stories too. Uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> you didn't get it. Actually, the animated uh, imagery Fuck was off. the afterworld. And I was like... <laughs> I just want to smoke whoever is coming up with God. that Oh, uh, God. Truly, train wreck. Uh, we don't do desire well, yeah. right? We really don't. Uh, so more of that, I think. Just love. Yeah. You know? And not perhaps a little things kind of love but also mature kind of love yeah. you know like adults yeah like adults like what you liked about Guilty Minds yeah yeah. I think crime and revenge thrillers uh, are getting uh, no oh. we don't need <laughs> more <laughs> <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think I'm getting tired of it yeah. and also we're anyway going for these uh, from a theatrical point of view yeah they're also going balls to the wall revenge action so I think that also in streaming will get supremely tiring especially if you're doing it for content yeah um so love would definitely be uh, one thing to tilt towards. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so absolutely. we hope for more love and fewer guns. Uh, that's also your thing. Yeah. That, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that sounds wonderful. I would love to live in that world. And uh, Tamil storytelling, I think Tamil Malayalam. You know, also I was uh, doing uh, sort of uh, the genres of film and what's probably not done enough in feature films, and I was thinking why 
ਇੰਡੀਅਨ ਸਿਨੇਮਾ ਹੈਜ਼ਨਟ ਰੀਲੀ ਡਨ ਡਿਸਟੋਪੀਅਨ ਔਰ ਪੋਸਟ ਅਪੋਕੈਲਿਪਟਿਕ ਸਟੋਰੀ ਟੈਲਿੰਗ ਕਿਉਂ ਨਹੀਂ ਵਨ ਦਾ ਕਮਸ ਟੂ ਮਾਈਂਡ ਇਸ ਲੈਲਾ ਔਰ ਨੈਟਫਲਿਕਸ ਇਸ ਐਨ ਅਟੈਂਪਟ ਐਟ ਦੈਟ ਐਂਡ ਆਈ ਫੀਲ ਲਾਈਕ ਮੋਰ ਦੈਟ ਵੁੱਡ ਬੀ ਇੰਟਰਸਟਿੰਗ ਇਫ ਵੀ ਫੋਕਸ ਔਨ ਦੈਟ ਫੁੱਲ ਫੀਚਰ ਫਿਲਮਸ ਆਈ ਫੀਲ ਲਾਈਕ ਪ੍ਰੋਜੈਕਟ ਕੇਸ ਪ੍ਰੀਜ਼ਿਊਮਬਲੀ ਗੋਨਾ ਫੋਕਸ ਔਨ ਦੈਟ ਬਟ if there's an absolute dearth of it or yeah. absolutely i i guess they're like you can there are handful yeah i mean like uh, there are so many untouchable genres animation sci-fi come to mind mm. um yeah. as, as as two big ones which i guess dystopian sort of fits Think in that wide like way. a succession yeah. you know that genre we'll never be able to make something like that Dude, my my biggest fear is somebody tries <laughs> they will a remake somebody, right yeah. they will somebody will try they will but no thank you for doing this this was very very cool and i just really wanted to do like a whistle stop door of the best shows uh, and i i do think that the very fact that there are so many there's so many that we didn't get a chance to mention is just a good sign that there is a lot of great storytelling out there i always tell people that you know uh not all streaming shows are great uh but if your entire aim was just to watch great storytelling mm-hmm. there's probably more than you have time for and i think that's a pretty happy place to be in after just 7 uh, years uh, or whatever it is but thank you both for being here and thank you for doing this can we do a worst off after this uh, we can we can <laughs> yeah uh, that will not end yeah, that's <laughs> thank most you, of them thank you. but uh, thank you for doing this You can catch new episodes of the streaming show powered by Omax Media every Wednesday on your favorite audio platform.